Welcome to the Online Course Masters Show, where we learn from the best online course creators how to better create and sell our very own courses. I'm your host, Phil Ebener, and in this special edition of the Online Course Masters podcast, it's just you and me. I'm going to be reviewing 2017, looking at what went well, what didn't go well, things that I accomplished, and things maybe I missed out on, and also looking forward to 2018, going over my goals to help you keep me accountable to make 2018 the best year yet. Visit OnlineCourseMasters.com for show notes to watch the video version of this episode and see an archive of all our past guests. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Please, if you haven't done so already, leave a review for this show wherever you listen to it. Now, let's get straight to the interview. Can you believe that it's almost 2018? Or actually, by the time you're listening to this, it is going to be 2018. That is just incredible. It's been an awesome year for online course masters and for video school online. And I'm looking forward to chatting about the things that I accomplished and hopefully giving you some inspiration and tips so that you can kind of follow the things that I did and, you know, the things that were successful and also learning from my mistakes so that you don't do those things. And also, I'm going to be looking at 2018 and, you know, stating my goals so that you can help me stay accountable to them throughout the rest of the year. And I just wanted to briefly talk about this podcast and say thank you so much for being a listener, for being a part of the show, for joining the Facebook group, for leaving a review if you've left a review. I set out at the beginning of 2017 with a goal of having a weekly podcast, and I was able to accomplish that. This is the 52nd episode, and that's just incredible that we've been able to do this consistently for the entire year. And I just want to say thank you to all of the guests who gave me their time and expertise and shared it with all of the listeners. And mostly just thank you to all the listeners. You're the reason why I do this and your emails and reviews and messages on social media that say thank you and that tell me the things that you're learning from this podcast. Those are the messages that keep me going. Which brings me to a little bit of a sad news, not too sad, but just a little bit (laughs) of a sad news. So uh, I'm actually going to take a short little break from creating the weekly show. I completed my year goal and I need a month or so break just to kind of work on some new projects in 2018 for Video School Online, and then we're going to get back to the weekly show, maybe adding some more specific episodes on uh, maybe bringing in a co-host where we chat about the basic process and all the different aspects of creating an online course. Of course, I would love to have more interview guests as well, and I plan on doing that too. But let's think of the first year, the first 52 episodes as the season one of Online Course Masters, and season two will be coming at you in, let's say, about the end of February, early March. That's my goal right now. If you have any ideas for how I can make this show even better, let me know. And I, yeah, just I would love to be able to make this the show even better and engaging for you. Of course, I will be having the Online Course Masters Facebook group going uh, for you to engage with, and I'd be happy to share and chat there throughout the next few months. 
So anyways, let's get to my 2017 year. I have an article that you can follow along with at videoschoolonline.com. If you click on the blog, you should find it. Or if you search for 2017, I'll link to it there. Or if you're on onlinecoursemasters.com and on this episode's show notes, I will include a link there as well. So I've listed a number of highlights that are not in any particular order. Um, and they're not just related to teaching online classes. But I did want to just run through them and chat about them and just explain why these are highlights for me. So the first highlight is stability in my new home. I moved to my new house at the end of 2016, which is also incredible. Uh, mostly, you know, the down payment for that was paid for uh, by online course sales, which is just crazy that I can do that in a, an expensive market like Southern California. And 2017 was just sort of a more stable year where I wasn't moving around. I was actually thinking about it, and it's the first place that I've lived for really over a year since high school when I was living at home with my parents. Through college and after college, you know, about for about 10 years now, I've been kind of bouncing around from Southern California to Northern California and back going from apartment to condo to now I'm in the house. And 2017 was just fun to be in one location for that entire time. So I think 2018 is going to be another stable year in terms of location. And I've got some exciting plans with the sort of remodeling of my garage to be the home studio for Video School Online and Online Course Masters. Another highlight of course, is this podcast. I said that I was going to do a podcast, start a podcast, and it's been exciting to kind of launch this podcast, see it grow, and to grow a brand around teaching and creating online courses. So I talked about that a lot earlier, so I'm not going to sort of keep talking about it, but definitely the this show has been a highlight. Another highlight more from my personal life was screening Strongest I'll Ever Be, the short documentary that I made. And so much of my life has become creating and teaching online classes that I've done less and less of the actual creating and the art and the doing of what I actually teach. And so working on these side projects like this short doc was really fun to do. I actually created it in 2015, but or 2016 rather, but throughout 2017, we were screening it at a number of film festivals. And while I wasn't able to go to all of them, it was fun just to see that it was playing all around the world. It won a couple awards. And honestly, at the end of the day, just being able to share Anthony Carbajal's story, my friend who was diagnosed with ALS, but still does photography from his wheelchair and is still living a very um, sort of positive life, trying to live out his his dreams. Uh, it was just a great story to share. And hopefully, if you haven't seen it, you can check it out at my YouTube channel at Video School Online. It's there now for everyone to see. So I'm hoping to do more of that kind of thing in 2018 as well. Another personal goal was adopting a dog. You might have seen some photos on our Instagram page or on Facebook. Ashby is our new pup and she's been a, a, a handful, uh, a lot more work than having cats, but it's been great to see her grow for over the past few months 
and we're doing weekly training and she truly is becoming my best friend and she's here at home with me all the time and uh, it's just fun to have someone in the office with me and you know someone that I can talk to bounce ideas off of <laughs> but but in seriousness uh, it, it's been awesome adopting a dog and my family, my my wife and I were just pet people. We're just animal lovers. And uh, so it took us a while to adopt our first dog, but we're super excited about that. You can see a cute picture of her at, on the article at Video School Online if you're, you're looking at that. Another thing that happened in 2017 that is more along the lines of what you're listening to the show about is completely redoing my website and branding again. I know at the start of 2017, I wrote my goals article and I said that I was happy with where Video School Online was, that I wouldn't be really doing any major changes to Video School Online. But I think I realized in the middle of the year, as I was looking up to other brands that I I kind of like and know and trust, brands like Wistia and Smart Passive Income, um, even Udemy and these other bigger brands that have a more cohesive brand in terms of graphics, in terms of style, in terms of language they use across all of their different platforms, I realized that Video School Online didn't have this. And so after Udemy Live, I did a lot of soul searching and I actually sat down on a weekend with my wife who was very helpful in doing sort of a branding brainstorm. And this wasn't specifically about goal setting, but it was more about purpose setting and realizing what is the purpose of Video School Online. And so we just sat down and like looked at our mission statement. And you can see that at the Start Here page on videoschoolonline.com that it explains what our mission is. And let me bring that up so I can read it out to you. And by kind of clarifying what the mission is, clarifying who our target audience is, that in turn allows us to set better goals to help more people and to do it more specifically and focused. So the mission that we came up with was that Video School Online, we teach creative skills that enrich lives and improve businesses around the world through accessible online content. So there's a few different parts of that. And um, the first part is that we teach creative skills. And so we're not boxing ourselves into a specific type of skill like photography skills or video production skills or business skills or marketing skills. But we are sort of identifying the types of skills that we're teaching. And I think that has helped me focus in terms of writing articles because I have kind of, while I have always struggled with video school online, like how can I have a place where people learn both video and photography and design? But I think the fact that it's creative skills that enrich lives and improve businesses, that's also kind of helped me focus. So there's two parts there. It's we're catering towards people who just want to live a more sort of fulfilling life to learn creative skills easier than ever before. But also a lot of our audience is our people or small businesses who want to grow their businesses with creative skills like making videos or taking better photos or creating better graphics. That's who we found is one of our target audiences. And so now we have that in our mission. And then of course, it's we're teaching people around the world through accessible online content. And that accessible 
we added that specifically because it's not just online content, but it's accessible. It's inexpensive for people around the world. That's one of our goals. You know, we, I realize that I don't want to have premium content that costs thousands of dollars for people. That's not our target audience. And that's not personally the way that I want to sell my content. I align myself more with the mission of Udemy that wants to teach the world skills and have it for a price that is not a barrier to entry. So anyways, this mission statement, this branding exercise, it was really good. And if you've paid attention to Video School Online, you'll see that through our articles, through our graphics, now we have an Instagram account through our YouTube channel and our Facebook page, things are a little bit more cohesive. There's still work to be done, but in terms of colors, fonts, style, everything is a bit more cohesive. And also we're writing more and better content. So that's increased our monthly visits to our website. So that has been one of the best things about 2017. The other thing kind of along with that was our membership site. So I also used to struggle a lot with how do I promote courses on videoschoolonline.com? Do I promote my courses on Udemy? Do I promote my self-hosted courses on Teachable? And this might be something that you struggle with too. The way that I've focused it and, and made it easy for me to promote all of my courses on both platforms is to say, if you want the individual course, buy it on Udemy. And so if you go to videoschoolonline.com, go to the courses page, you'll see that I direct people to my Udemy course. And there's lots of benefits to doing that. Udemy, your Udemy courses thrive when they have traffic to them, when they make sales, when they have a lot of reviews, that's going to increase their search ranking. And that's going to, in turn, result in more organic sales. So driving your own traffic to Udemy is a huge benefit if you can do that. Of course, a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't do that. You can send them to your own page. Uh, you don't get their email addresses. You can't control them. But I found that the overall benefit of sending traffic to Udemy to help grow my brand, the number of students so that when I launch new courses, they, those new courses do better and better and better. And those ones, it's just like a snowball effect. I found that to work for me. On the other hand, I also offer people my membership, which is one of the other highlights from 2017. Creating a better membership site and platform, again, using Teachable to host the courses, but now you can get all of my courses for one price. And I've done things like using Thrivecart which is a shopping cart app, which allows you to put on any website, basically a shopping cart or a buy now button that people can purchase your courses from Teachable directly on your website without having to go to a Teachable site. So that has increased the number of people actually signing up for my membership plan because I offer a seven day free trial, which is also cool because with Teachable, you can't customize the length of your free trial. You can do a one month free trial, but you can't do something like a seven week free trial or even a discounted free trial for a shorter time period. So I have a seven day free trial, which is a great lead magnet that has increased the rate at people at which people are subscribing 
or becoming members. So I started the year with sort of a fragmented membership model where I had three buckets. I had photo, video, and business courses all in separate plans where you had to pay separate memberships for getting each of those buckets of courses. Now you come to Video School Online and I'm at a place where there's enough content where paying $9 a month makes sense for a lot of people. So we've grown that to over 250 people and our goal in the next year is to reach 1,000. So that's been a, a huge cool thing that we started and there's a lot of things that we can do in 2018 to make that even better, to make the membership even uh, just more of a, a benefit to students who are a part of our Video School Online platform better than maybe on Udemy or other platforms. Uh, so I'm trying to think of ways that I can make that a little bit better and more worth it for people. Another highlight of the year was Udemy Live 2.0, the second edition that I went to. I have an article on my 10 key takeaways from Udemy Live, and there's also an episode related to that. So you can check that one out. But as always, it was a great way to hang out with people, to get re-inspired and rejuvenated, to continue to work with Udemy and for Udemy. And uh, just meeting the staff and the, the executives at Udemy, it really does show that they're, they're in it to win it. They're in it for the long run. It still is just the beginning of online education and Udemy. So it's exciting to just think about where we can go in the future. Um, even though it seems like we've been doing this for a while, there's a lot that we can continue to do. Another highlight was expanding the Video School Online team and getting help with a lot of different things. Outsourcing. Outsourcing is something that we talked about on this podcast with Dina Eisenberg earlier on, and it's something that I've played around with a lot this year. I've hired a TA to help me through Upwork.com. I've hired friends like Dennis J. Smith to manage the Online Course Masters Facebook group when we were starting it out. I also have writers who are writing content for Video School Online. And while my role has been becoming more of a sort of managerial role, I found that having this sort of assistance has given me more free time to create better content, to create better courses than ever before. And I'm looking forward to 2018 to continue to outsource work, to continue to bring people into the team and hopefully to have a full-time assistant helping with a lot of things because I know I can serve the audience better if I have more time and if I have other people helping me out. I've also worked with a number of great instructors this year. Big shout out to Diego Davila, Julian Melanson, Nick Walter, Jeremy Hazel, and Nick Henry. We've created courses this year on all kinds of things on topics that I'm not the expert in. And that's another thing that I kind of did in 2017 more than more than in the past was become more of a producer of course content, Video School Online as a course brand, rather than just me being the face of Video School Online's classes. I've brought in these other experts who create classes that work under the brand. They're still photo, video, design, and business marketing courses, but they sort of elevate the courses and it's just a great way to expand the audience by co-instructing. So thanks to everyone who co-instructed the course with me and also a big shout out to Will Carnahan and Sam Shimizu-Jones 
who we continue to create classes together on photography and video production. And we've got big plans for 2018 for even more content. Overall in 2017, we created 16 new courses. These are both free and paid courses. And uh, just another incredible year of content creation. Um, you don't have to create 16 courses to have success. You can have a lot of success with one course. And I see people do that. But my sort of strategy has always been to create a lot of courses. And, uh, you know, I'm not the best at, at maybe keyword research and figuring out which one's going to be the best seller. But that doesn't mean that all the courses that we create that aren't bestsellers, that don't make, you know, thousands of dollars a month, though it doesn't mean that those courses weren't worth creating because there are people taking those more niche courses, the street photography courses and the portrait photography, landscape photography, editing with specific photo applications that aren't as popular like Affinity Photo or Mac Photos. These are courses that are serving a need and I like having them under the portfolio of courses under Video School Online. In 2017, we passed 500,000 students on Udemy. Half a million students have enrolled in our classes. And if you're an instructor, you know that this doesn't mean half a million people have taken our classes, but it's really incredible just looking at that number. Um, it's just crazy how many people have enrolled in our classes. And of course, not all of these are paid students. A lot of these are in free classes. A lot came in at, with free coupons when that was a big strategy. Uh, for becoming a bestseller on Udemy. But still, to to know that there are 500,000 people around the world who have enrolled in our classes is just incredible. So those are some of the main highlights from 2017. And uh, I just, again, want to say thank you for being a part of any of that. If you enrolled in a class, if you listened to this show before, if you shared any of our Facebook posts, posts related to our documentary, anything like that, we appreciate it. So that was 2017. Let's flip the page and look at our goals for 2018. Just like I do a sort of review every year, I also write a goals article every year. And you can find those links on videoschoolonline.com or on the Online Course Masters show notes page for this episode. And I like writing goals because it gives me something to focus on. And also just looking back on it like a year later or even throughout the year, it can help me to focus on trying to work towards a goal. Sometimes you start the year and if you don't have any sort of longer term goals, you can pivot too much. It's okay to pivot sometimes in terms of what you're working on, what your goals are, but I like and I think it has helped me grow my business even more having these sort of longer term goals. So I've broken them down into video school online goals, online course goals, and then personal goals. So let's run through these and see what I'm going to be working on in 2018. The first goal with video school online is to capitalize on a new workspace. I mentioned this before, but I'm completely redoing our garage to be an office studio setup where I have the ability to create more and better content consistently. I'm going to have a video setup where at any point in time, I can go in, flip a couple switches and start creating video content, also streaming live and doing more things on social media. 
And I think just having this setup will make me more efficient and allow me to spend more time pre-producing and also post-producing, editing our content so that it's even better. Sometimes I feel like I create content now just sort of off of my hip. I just think of something and I'm just like, go for it. And then I don't spend enough time editing it and making it as concise or as good as possible. And so I'm excited to just create a space where I can truly just be creative and not worry about anything else. Even though I have my office in my house now, which is such a blessing, it still takes you know an extra half hour to set up my actual camera if I'm not shooting something with my webcam. And there's not enough space to do proper lighting and to have a proper setup and background in here. And so I'm excited about that. And of course, if you follow the Online Course Masters Facebook group or us at Video School Online on the YouTube channel, you'll be seeing a lot more behind the scenes video and content showing the process of transforming our garage into that epic studio slash man cave. So along with that, I think what I one of my main goals for YouTube and it, I'm also probably going to uh, release it on so Facebook and other social media platforms as well is doing more of a regular weekly show. One thing that I sort of slacked on was YouTube this year. Even though I was creating a lot of content for YouTube, posting a lot of videos, I wasn't focused on it as a platform. And that's kind of hard to explain, but I just know that when I look at the trajectory of my growth on YouTube, it kind of fell and it kind of just went stagnant for 2017. The average number of watches per video dipped, the average number of subscribers per month also dipped. My goal at the start of the year was to hit 100,000 subscribers and I think I'm gonna hit around 75,000 subscribers, which is still amazing, but I, I, for like the first five years of doing YouTube, there was such exponential growth every year. And so this year, when there wasn't really that exponential growth, I realized that there just, I wasn't doing something right. And that's why I think having a more consistent weekly show where people tune in every week, where they're expecting the content every week, that's going to be beneficial for growing the channel. Yes, I'm still going to include evergreen content like tutorials and answering student questions on YouTube, which is a great form of creating content that people will search for, for hopefully many months and years to come. But having a more relevant, more trendy content every week, I think is gonna be cool. I don't know exactly what this looks like, of course, I want it to be within the brand of Video School Online, so something along the lines of video production and photography, maybe talking about latest uh, equipment or techniques or news might be kind of like the typical thing I should do. But I've, I'm also a huge fan of personal finance, and there's a few personal finance videos on my YouTube channel that have really driven the most traffic and subscribers, and because I don't create that much content about personal finance, I think that's one of the reasons why my channel hasn't grown as much this year. And so doing sort of a Finance Fridays or Phil's Finance sort of series of videos might be a cool thing. 
And I just love to do that because I love talking about personal finance and researching personal finance techniques. And so that would be something that I can get excited to to do every week. So we'll see, but definitely check out Video School Online's channel, subscribe, and you'll be the first to know when I come out with that kind of content. I mentioned the goal of having 150,000 subscribers this year. Actually, I don't know if I mentioned that yet, but my goal for 2017 was 100,000. I'm still going to kind of stretch my goal to 150,000, so doubling what my current subscribership is. And uh, I, I think we can get there, especially with that kind of weekly show idea. Along with that idea of more consistent, high quality content, with my classes, I, I wanna do more of a monthly boot camp or a monthly challenge kind of concept. I found that a lot of people who enroll in my classes aren't that engaged, but when I do things like the photography masterclass photo competition every year, it's super fun to see people get really engaged at that time. And I always tell my students that I would love to do more competitions and things like that through the year, throughout the year, and they want that. They tend to ask for that but it's not something I've followed through with. So I definitely want to add some sort of monthly challenge or boot camp to my photography class. Maybe taking something as simple as like portrait photography or your holiday photo or a, you know, nature photography, picking a theme for every month, creating content around that theme that I could post on YouTube and social media and the site. But then along with that, having sort of a challenge, a four week challenge, that gets people taking action. With the site, it's I've seen a lot of growth uh, this year. I think mostly because I've been writing more content and I also hired people to write more content for me. And not just more content, but better content that kind of connects to each other. One thing that I didn't do before was linking from articles to articles within my site. And with the release of these weekly photo articles that I've been doing, I'm able to cross-link uh, between my site a lot more. And so I, I'm keeping people on my site longer. My bounce rate is going down. And I'm also sending traffic from my Udemy courses to my website. I had this sort of internal debate and struggle that actually my mastermind helped me kind of figure out what I should do about whether I should be sending traffic from Udemy to my website or not. And now, of course, you might be saying, well, of course, you should send your traffic from Udemy to your website. But by doing that, that meant that I couldn't promote anything on those articles. I couldn't promote courses. I couldn't promote um, either Udemy courses or my own courses. And so the decision was, do I take out all of that promotion, lose any sort of sales or major like opt-ins and and lead magnets that I put on my articles in exchange for getting the increase in traffic from Udemy? Or do I just not share these articles with the students on Udemy and promote? Promote courses related to that article, promote my membership site, promote, have specific lead magnets, asking people to opt in. And of course, some of you guys are probably listening saying, Phil, what are you doing? You need to be getting more subscribers. You need to be capturing those leads through your articles. And yes, that's something that I'm going to be doing in the future. But for now, 
I've seen a dramatic increase in the amount of people going to my website on a monthly basis because I've been able to share the content on Udemy. Heck, I have 500,000 people, students on Udemy. Now, of course, not all of those people are getting my educational announcements and not all of those people are clicking on that email and opening it and going to that website. But my monthly, since I started sending traffic to my website from Udemy about August or September, my monthly traffic has gone from about 35,000 viewers to 50,000 viewers. And so that's a lot of people going to my website from Udemy. And hopefully that will also help in my search engine optimization and just the sort of the search engine SEO juice of these posts help them rank higher in Google. And so the long-term plan is that because these articles are going to rank better in Google and on other search engines, eventually I will add promotions and I will add better lead magnets specific to that audience. But the other thing too is I still have my opt-in form on the sidebar, which is allowed. You can still send people to your website with an opt-in form in the sidebar. It just can't be the main focus of the page. It still has to be educational content. And I'm increasing my subscribers. I'm getting more people on my list than ever. And actually, that's another highlight of 2017 that I didn't write down. But I've been able to do a better newsletter ever since Udemy Live when I, I learned from the best of the best about how you treat your audience and how you treat your email subscribers, I realized that I needed to write a weekly newsletter. Why do I have this, this list of people on my email list that all I do is promote new courses to? I need to nurture that audience. And this is something that I tell you listeners all the time that you need to nurture your audience, take care of them. Not only You just can't promote to them but it's not something that I was truly doing myself. And so along with these articles and the increase in traffic, one thing that I've done is write better newsletters. Another goal that I have for Video School Online is my Alexa ranking. Uh, this past year, my goal was to hit 100,000 as a global rank. I've hovered right around 105, 106,000 for the past couple months. And so who knows, maybe by the end of this year, I'll bump up to 100,000. Um, because I'm recording this in the middle of December. But my goal for 2018 is top 25,000 in the US and top 50,000 in the world. So right now I'm about at 37,000 in the US. And I know the Alexa ranking is not necessarily the, the best ranking to look at. It doesn't really matter. It's just a number. It doesn't really uh, say anything about the quality of the website, the quality of the content, or the ability to make money or have a business with your website. But obviously the top websites are the top ranked on Alexa, you know, the Facebooks, the Googles, the YouTubes, the Amazons. And so having a high Alexa ranking isn't a bad thing, right? And it's just a number that helps kind of track and give me a sense for where I am in terms of my competition. And I like looking at other websites that I look up to and are my competition and seeing what their ranking is and kind of just trying to compete with them on that sense. And again, I know it's not the best sort of ranking uh, in terms of a business point of view, but it's fun to look at for me anyways. So 
If I could say that Video School Online is the top in the top 25,000 sites in the US and 50,000 in the world, according to Alexa, that's going to be pretty cool. In 2018, I definitely ex, uh, continue to I want to continue to expand the Video School Online team, having a full-time assistant who can respond to questions on Udemy, also responding to comments on YouTube and messages and on social media. I automate my Twitter account and I never respond to people on Twitter, but I know a lot of people still use Twitter. Same with Instagram. I've been doing a lot more on Instagram, but it takes a lot of time from creating other kinds of content that uh, I, I think someone else could do for me and do it better. So in the beginning of 2018, I'm looking forward to hiring someone more on a full-time basis or at least hire them to do more things for me than just answer some Udemy questions, which I've had a tremendous assistant, Kurt Anderson, doing that so far uh, for the past about year, maybe even longer. He's done a great job, but he is graduating from college and he's going to be moving on. So this is sort of an opportunity for me to find someone who can even do more for me. So those are some of my video school online goals. Let's talk about specific goals related to online courses, uh, which of course is related to video school online too. The biggest one is the Photography Masterclass 2.0. I created the Photography Masterclass in 2014, which is incredible to think that it was that long ago when we launched it. And it's been by far our best-selling class with almost 150,000 students on Udemy. And it's daunting to try to think about recreating that because there's sort of, uh, you never know what's going to happen. And what if we create a new course that doesn't do as well? And then we lose our ranking or our spot as a bestseller on Udemy. We have almost 10,000 reviews and it's still rating pretty high at 4.5 stars on, on average on Udemy. So creating a course that's better and sort of replaces the one point, the first version of the class seamlessly is going to be hard. But Sam and I, Sam Shimizu Jones, who co-created this class with me, know that we can make this class even better. And so we're bringing our friend Will Carnahan on board. And our goal is to launch the course in the beginning of April. Um, so we have a few months to kind of put it all together and I just know we're going to make it better. And along with doing things like the monthly challenges and creating more engagement throughout the year, I think this does have not just an opportunity to be another best-selling class, but to truly help people uh, better than our other class. So I'm excited to doing that. Uh, to put a number on it, we have a goal of creating or having a thousand members on Video School Online. We have almost 300 now, a little over 250. And so uh, we're, our goal is to have a thousand, which is awesome because if they're paying a $9 per month subscription, some people they pay an annual rate or a lifetime fee for the cl classes. But on average, if we have a thousand people, we're making about, about $9,000 a month, which is pretty awesome. Um, I also want to add more premium membership content to the, that membership. Um, I talked about this before, but having something like office hours or something like that, that makes it more exclusive is another way I think we can get more people into the membership. So if you have any ideas for how I can do that, 
what as a consumer would make you want to buy the membership, let me know. I want to continue to work with more experts to expand our catalog. Uh, I set kind of a goal to have classes on all of the popular video editing and design applications. And there are a lot that I don't have classes on, such as Final Cut Pro, Adobe Illustrator, Sony Vegas, DaVinci Resolve. So I'm on the lookout for people who know these programs inside and out. And if you're one of those people or if you know someone that knows these applications, let me know. I would be happy to work with you to create classes together. In terms of a number of students, I mentioned that we passed 500,000 on Udemy. And I think the, the next sort of obvious goal is that 1 million mark. And so I'm going to set a goal to reach 1 million students on Udemy. I'm not sure if we're going to make it in 2018, but I think in the next maybe two years is more likely that we'll hit that number. I think also creating more free courses is a way to hit that number, even though uh, the students might not be as engaged. I do have a lot of people who start out with my free courses on Udemy They either then end up on Video School Online as a member or they end up on Udemy uh, joining some of my other courses. So doing a free, having free courses has always been a strategy that has worked for me and that I definitely recommend doing. So we'll see if I get there. And, And of course, it's not just about that number, 1 million, but it's about all the individuals that make up that number and being able to serve all of those people and teach them new skills. And lastly, I have some personal goals that I want to share with you. I think that setting some goals is important. While part of me says that, well, I should really just be content with my life how it is because I do have a very blessed and amazing life. Uh, You know, and if I didn't complete any more goals, then I should still be able to be content. But I am the type of person that likes to set goals and try to achieve those goals. And so I have some physical fitness goals, some mental fitness goals, and some other ones that I'll just share with you. So for physical fitness, 2017 was definitely the year where I, I don't want to say I let myself go, but I I definitely was not focused on physical fitness in 2017. I, uh, there were months at a time or weeks at a time where I didn't go on bike rides or runs or hikes, the things that I really like to do. I had set a goal that I wanted to ride a thousand miles on my bike, which isn't really that much, you know, broken down on to, you know, a weekly basis. What that's like 20, 20 miles a week, which really isn't that much, but I wasn't even able to hit that goal. So my first goal is to ride a thousand miles next year. And I think I can do that easily because another goal I have is to ride a century, which is a 100 mile bike ride. And I think having, it's kind of like running a marathon uh, for runners, but for cyclists, uh, uh, doing a century, a 100 mile ride is kind of that goal that you set. Uh, And it's something I could work towards and having something that you work towards that stretch goal can make achieving those smaller goals even easier. And so if I'm riding a hundred mile bike ride, I have to do training for that. So I should easily be able to hit that 1000 mile goal earlier in the year. 
I also did something a couple years ago that was one of the highlights of my entire life, and that was climbing Mount Baldy or hiking up to Mount Baldy, which is the tallest peak in the San Gabriel Mountains, which are the mountains right north of Los Angeles. And there's a couple other peaks in Southern California, including Mount Mount San Gorgonio and Mount San Jacinto. Mount San Gorgonio is the largest or the tallest peak in Southern California. And it's only an hour and a half or two hours away. And so I want to climb that summit and actually both of those summits in 2018. This is another thing where setting that goal helped me to train for it. It gave me motivation to go on hikes and exercise leading up to it. So I'm definitely looking forward to doing that in 2018. But I also want to have some mental fitness goals or mental health goals because 2017 was another year where I just felt busy all the time. I don't know about you, but I just felt like 2017 was kind of just dragging on for a while. And I got into, even though it was a great year business-wise, I was working for myself. And a lot of you are probably thinking, Phil, why are you complaining about 2017, you had an an amazing year. And yes, it's true, I did. But I still can't help but feel that sometimes I was just feeling a little bit stressed and not appreciative of my life and where I am. And I think doing some mental health things like meditation, doing even yoga, which is physical, but also mental, doing that kind of thing will help me in 2018. I used to do morning meditations all the time, and it's something that I haven't done at all in 2017. So it's definitely something I want to get back to doing. Being of service is something that I always did in high school and college. I did a lot of service projects um, going to, you know, both in our local communities, but also around the world. And it's something that I really have lacked and not done uh, the past couple of years. And so I definitely want to look at some more service opportunities to just be of service, to give back, to make the world a better place. Even though I like to think that by creating courses, we are helping people, we are making the world a better place. Sometimes it's less tangible than going out and, you know, being with people one-on-one, in person, you know, or even just like simple things like cleaning up the beach or cleaning up nature or planting trees or that kind of uh, service as well. I love environmental projects like that. And so I'm definitely looking forward to doing more of that in 2018. Uh, Another goal is to make another documentary. I made Strongest I'll Ever Be in 2016. I screened it in festivals in 2017, but it's been a while. And I want to definitely work on another documentary this year. I think I struggle with trying to find the right subject or the right story for my documentaries. And I think I have to be a little less picky about what I want to do and maybe just do more research. Maybe instead of waiting for a story to come to me, I should go out and proactively be searching for topics and stories that might be interesting for video, for a documentary. So I definitely want to plan on doing that earlier in 2016, wow, 2016, 2018, so that I have enough time throughout the rest of the year to actually make it. Uh, So I'm looking forward to that. If you have any interesting ideas for documentaries, shoot them my way. I would love to share stories that way. Overall, I just want to kind of get a, have a sense of gratitude, 
appreciate life, to love life where I'm at. And I think even if I don't achieve any of these goals that I've let, set out for myself, even if uh, sales drop, even if Udemy crashes, even if uh, no one buys any more of my online courses, I just want to be thankful and grateful for where I am, how far I've come with the business, and just be be more content. Uh, I remember listening to a podcast a while ago, and I, I honestly can't remember who this was, but this was someone who had created a seven-figure business. And they were talking about how they remember making their first $1,000 online. Then they may remember the first month where they made $1,000. Then they remember the first month where they made $10,000. And you know they set that goal, okay, when I make $10,000, that's when I've made it. But then, of course, when they hit $10,000, they set another goal of $100,000. And in fact, they actually reached that goal and they made $100,000 in a single month. But nothing really changed. They weren't happier. You know, business wasn't necessarily complete. And so I feel like I've kind of felt like that too as I've hit monetary goals with my business. I feel like there, there's always a kind of what's next approach and how do I continue to grow and grow and grow, make more money. And to be honest, that can be a little bit um, disheartening at times. And I think I just have to try to have more of a sense of gratitude for where I'm at because I am very blessed. So I thank you for listening to this episode. I thank you for allowing me to be honest with you and to be open with you about where I'm at with my goals and also with my highlights of 2017. So thank you so much for being a listener of Online Course Masters, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, we are going to be taking a short break from the weekly episodes, but we'll be back in a couple months with even better content, and especially geared for people who are just starting out. We're going to going to hopefully be doing a series of episodes that kind of walks you through all of the different aspects of creating online courses. If you have any ideas for types of topics or content that you think we should be creating here at Online Course Masters, let us know. Shoot us a message on Facebook, post it in the Facebook group, and uh, we'd be happy to get your suggestions. So thank you again, and uh, I hope that you had a great 2017, and I hope you have an even better 2018. If you are listening to this, feel free to share your goals in the Facebook group that you have for 2018. I'll try to start a post there for people to comment on where we share our 2018 goals and keep each other accountable. Again, thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful day.